So I know it might sound fun uh, to live like you saw those wonderful people uh, living under a bridge. Uh, uh, and that was, uh, that was a fun thing to watch on our border over the past few months. You might get some wonderful recipes out of that, maybe some new friends. But honestly, you probably want to stay in your home. And you probably want to stay in your bed. And you probably want to live uh, in your, uh, you know, your domain. It's yours. And you can use your own bathroom. You can use your own kitchen. That's a little bit better. Stay in your home. The threat of cyber thieves now stealing your credit cards is a risk for sure, but nowhere near your biggest risk. It's talking about, they're talking about taking over your home now, and they're doing it all over the country. you got to stop this before it starts with Home Title Lock. Home Title Lock is uh, taking care of one of the fastest growing crimes in America, home title fraud. You can register your address now and see if you're already a victim and don't know it yet. And the promo code is RADIO for 30 risk-free days of protection. The code is RADIO at HomeTitleLock.com hometitlelock.com the code is radio and the radio show starts here in just a second Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. We are so glad to uh, hear from you today and and be able to gather together. We have some news on Afghanistan, some some good news uh, uh, that we shared on Saturday night. I'd like to share some of it with you in 60 seconds. Stand by. The Glenn Beck program. You know, I know I don't look a day over oh, 85, but I'm I'm actually in my 50s. And when you get into your 50s, they immediately start sending you stuff. Hey, senior, maybe it's time for you to go to the early bird special. And you're like, wait a minute. No, I don't. I don't think I want to eat at three o'clock in the afternoon. But if I do, then I could also go home and have dinner at seven. Uh huh. Anyway, um, I, I joined a group uh, called AMAC, and I joined it. I mean, you can, you can join for a lot of reasons. You can join it for the benefits. They're really, really good. They have insurance discounts, travel benefits, all of the things that you would get from a seniors group. But I joined for the advocacy because I know these people. They provide everything you're looking for, but they go above and beyond and provide a whole lot more in advocacy for you in Washington because your freedom is important. AMAC members played a significant role in stopping the passage of House Resolution 1. That was the uh, Pelosi federal takeover of all the election uh, legislation. They're doing the same to stop Senate passage of House Resolution 4, another really horrible bill. These people are on uh, Capitol Hill, and they involve you. If you don't know how to help, they will help you help. AMAC, join them for the advocacy, the benefits, and the information. Most importantly, join because America needs every hand on deck now. AMAC, amac.us slash Beck. That's amac.us slash Beck.
So did you see the um, the guy who was the interpreter for Joe Biden is now out of Afghanistan? Yeah, I noticed that. I noticed that story for a couple of reasons. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. First of all, big news, because we talked about this when it was going on, that mm-hmm. the, the, the guy who was an interpreter in Afghanistan who helped yeah. Joe Biden as a senator survive a, a, a nasty bout with a blizzard. He was stuck in Afghanistan and complaining about it pretty, uh, you know, in, in a big way. Uh, and I, so I noticed it because I wanted to get an update on that story. What happened to this guy? And f- apparently he did finally get out of the country. Um, and then I was, I was reading the article. Mm-hmm. I happened to see your name in it a, a bunch of times, which yeah. was a very strange moment, I will say. Very strange moment. Yes. Uh, apparently, uh, Mercury One and the or Nazarene Fund, Fund had a lot to do with with his uh safety his safety so so can you break it down because it, it was yes. it, it was a little confusing the way the story was so written. here's what here's what happened when we found out this guy was uh you know being left behind mm-hmm. we thought it was you know obviously an <laughs> an outrage thought it was pretty yes. bad mm-hmm. uh and so we moved him uh from i think he was in kabul and we moved him several hours and got him to a safe house uh, for him and his family. Um, and that move was a lot of money to move him there. Sure. Uh, and it was like $900 a night to move them because he was a high value target. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they, they moved him and moved him and moved him and nothing was, was working. Um, then, uh, the people that he was working with uh, said, we got to get him out on one of our planes. And we tried and we, we kept him uh, at risk. Uh, I mean, at uh, safe houses away from risk almost for four or five weeks. I, I mean, I, you knew Stu that we were getting him out. I told you, uh, and, I knew a little. I didn't know the details, but yeah, idea, yeah. I knew a little bit about that. At least possible. Yeah. And the trouble was, no one in his family had any identification. But that's not unusual in Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. In Afghanistan, they don't have birth certificates, so you know, record keeping not really been their priority right. the past couple decades. Right. Yeah. And so you know, and they don't have passports. They're not necessarily going everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and he didn't want to leave without his family. Obviously, obviously. not. Obviously not. Um, and so he was in for five or six weeks in hiding and we would take him out. There was uh, a week just I think it was last week where we took him and his family out, got him on planes and then weather cancellation. Mm. And then he had to go to another safe house because you could only use these safe houses once. And then the next day, we'd get him out, and we'd bring him in because it looks like we're about to take off. So we'd get him in, got him on the plane, a weather delay. Mm. And it happened like three or four times where we got him onto the plane, um, and he was just getting really spooked and very, very frustrated. And as you can imagine, uh, you know, you're going to the airport over and over again, and then he just disappeared. He ghosted us. Uh, we couldn't get him. Uh, he left the safe house. That's scary, too. You yeah. don't know what happened to these guys. We thought maybe there was a chance that he had been kidnapped and killed. Mm. And uh, uh, we couldn't get a hold of him. Uh, and we found out later that he was um, uh, 
he made it to the Pakistani border and some people there helped him get across the border. So oh, great. So, so he's out. He's and out. safe. Yeah. So the guy who helped the president and a couple of other senators back in, uh, I think it was 2000, was it 2007? Something like yeah. that. That interpreter who President Biden didn't, was not able to get out of the country. You, along with another group, were able to actually get him to safety and then get him across the border. Yeah, we didn't get him across the border. That was another group. Well, that's why I said but we, you yeah, were in another yeah, group. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But mm-hmm. we, we kept him safe for about four or five weeks. It's, it's amazing. And you mentioned this at the, the Big Mercury One 10th anniversary event this, this past weekend. How many other organizations you've worked with through this? I mean, it's, yeah. it is hard. You know, like, I mean, I think in the article that I read in the New York Times... They just say Glenn Beck's group over and over again. I mean, they're not even naming the group. Yeah, I think they're the trying because I think they're trying to maybe uh, discredit it <laughs> I, or something. I guess. I, I mean, why would you call the Nazarene Fund Glenn Beck's team? It's, no, it's the Nazarene Fund. It's certainly not intended to glorify the no, effort. No, no, it's <laughs> they don't it's use really your name not. in that way. Yeah, it's really not. <laughs> but it is important. There's so many other groups as well that you've worked with, and some directly, some indirectly. Uh, and uh, look, I mean, thousands of people. You yeah, mentioned had, this at the event. Thousands yeah. have been rescued. All of the all of the details. I can't say all of the details. Uh, many of the numbers were released uh, on Saturday night at the Mercury One um, event, and I believe the number. I don't have it in front of me, but I believe the number was sixty-seven hundred. Uh, have been uh, taken out almost every single Christian that we had on our list, including the underground churches and the underground pastors are out now. So what we set out to accomplish uh, to save the Christians and to save the underground church has now been accomplished. Also including uh, in, I don't know if this is in addition to that number, it was, you know, I know it's difficult to disclose all of it, but, uh, American citizens, a lot of American citizens. Yeah, over I think over a thousand American citizens. American citizens, um, green card holders, and for those who you know, because we hear green card holders a lot of times talked about in the immigration debate, and so people might not know, but these are permanent U.S. residents. And basically, they're they're like c- citizens except they don't vote, right? But they're right. permanent U.S. residents. These are not people who are like, oh, well, they're illegal immigrants. These are permanent U.S. residents. Thousands of of them are still left there, but what, I know there have been a, a bunch that have been rescued by mercury one as well uh excuse me in the, the nazarene fund uh and then in addition to that you have the sivs the special immigrant mm-hmm. visas uh you have uh religious minorities uh, and we've and taken other Christ- and christians and everything else i mean it's been an incredible effort we've taken u.s troops out u.s troops we have taken How? u.s troops out it's remarkable when you hear the full story it's it's remarkable i wanted to uh let you know uh and we began to release this stuff on friday uh there were 19 flights as of friday um in the afternoon there were 19 flights that we had taken off they're about 350 uh, per flight uh, and by the time I made it to stage, there had been, I believe, three more flights. Isn't that what Rudy said? Two or three more flights. It was it was between 900 and 1,200 people had gotten out just on Saturday uh, in between the time that we were 
talking about, you know, the speech and me giving the speech at eight o'clock at night. Um, so things are continuing. Um, we are not done by any stretch of the imagination, but it is it's quite exhilarating. Next week, I have an interview with uh, some amazing, amazing people two two girls that helped 200 people escape. Now, they they needed to get out as well. They were um, uh, big targets, really big targets. And uh, they helped about 200 people escape, and we finally got them uh, out. It's a r- remarkable story. They have nothing. They came to America. They actually were flown here to America, and they have absolutely nothing. I mean, one of the guys had to take them to a CVS that night just to get toiletries and then the next day shopping. Um, but um, they, the reason why they came here is because they have, uh, you know, they, they could go to school here. And the Taliban, they were encouraging all these girls to go into school and they were helping all these girls to get into school. And uh, the biggest. The biggest um, let's go, Brandon, to the mm-hmm. Taliban would be uh, to see that they go to school here and they have absolute, literally absolutely nothing. And uh, let me see if I can find this. We're setting up a fund for them. So maybe this audience would be willing to send them to school. You've already given so much. It, it's it's just remarkable what you've done. Um, but we want to make sure that if if you are up to it, if you feel like you can uh, give, uh, we have a, uh, a fund that we want you to give to. And I'll give you that information here in a second. First, let me take a one-minute break. LifeLock. October is Cybersecurity Awareness Month. I've already got my tree up. How about you? This year's theme is Do Your Part, Be Cyber Smart. Oh, my gosh. Is that really, is that really the theme? That had to come from Build Back Better People. Had to have. Anyway, getting cyber smart starts with what is known as cyber hygiene, which is just the basic habits that can help keep you and your family protected from identity theft and scams and other online dangers. Things like using strong passwords, setting up a multi-factor authentication on your accounts, and of course, regularly updating software on your devices. It is important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives. And every day we put our information at risk on the Internet. LifeLock helps detect a wide range of identity threats and they'll send you an alert. Plus, you have access to a dedicated restoration specialist if you become a victim. It's way better than in the old days uh, when you were pretty much on your own. Now, if something slips through and nobody can catch everything, um, but if something slips through, you have that that dedicated restoration specialist, a whole team that will work with you. 1-800-LIFELOCK. 1-800-LIFELOCK. Use the promo code BECK. Save up to 25%. 1-800-LIFELOCK or lifelock.com. Promo code BECK for 25% off. Go there now. 10 seconds. Station ID. So uh, 
it's truly amazing to um, be a part of of all of these um, just amazing times. We really are living history, and it's remarkable to be able to stand and be able to speak and be able to turn things around and not buy into all of the lies that you can't, you can't, you can't. Yeah. Because you can't. I mean, you think about this where the federal government and our, our administration just left all these people uh, there. And you'd think with something that big, there's nothing that we could do. I mean, if we can come together and help, fund the rescue of thousands and thousands of people in a war zone under Taliban rule, certainly our school boards are obtainable, right? (laughs) Certainly the goal of making sure our kids don't have to be learning CRT in their schools, certainly that's a goal that's not too far of a reach, is it? I mean, that seems doable. So here's the thing. Um, Asma is her name, and we'd like to send her. Um, we'd like to send her to a, a school she was going to study um, finance that involves artificial intelligence. And there's only a handful of schools that teach that, and they're not cheap. Georgia Tech, fifty-three thousand to MIT, Stanford, Carnegie Mellon, Harvard. Those are all around seventy-five thousand. Um, we would like to send her to to school. Uh, as a as a a final gesture to the Taliban, she was rescued um, during the Taliban takeover, and um, we need to raise enough money for her laptops, you know, her living expenses, uh, and we want to help her with more than just tuition. Uh, she is a remarkable, a remarkable woman, and we're going to introduce her to you. Uh, next Wednesday, but uh, I'm talking to her today, and I would love to be able to surprise her uh, and say, by the way, we're going to cover your college tuition. Um, You can go find out more about the Asthma Scholarship Fund and donate. Just go to mercuryone.org and look for the Asthma Scholarship Fund. should be right on the front page, and you can donate there. Asthma Scholarship Fund. You know, one of the guys that was was there um, on Saturday night and wasn't introduced was the only Christian that was allowed into the country from Syria during the Obama administration. One, one, one. We got him in. He was uh, going to school for um, to be a pastor. And um, he wanted to go back and, and be a pastor in his, in his area. And he had already been accepted at Harvard. And that was the loophole that allowed us to get him in. And we helped him every step of the way. He now works for the Nazarene Fund and Mercury One. Hmm. He's an amazing, amazing guy. But he was the only Christian that was allowed in in the eight years of Obama. I was told that he was really friendly to people in need across the world and that Donald Trump was restricting. Yeah, no. Uh-uh. No? No, not not That's true. not. Yeah, no. Well, he did get the one in, though. He I mean, got that he one in. He only had eight years. Yeah, How many he got was that he supposed in. to get in? Two? Yeah, I know. I know. Three? Yeah. 
I know. That I would know. be incredible. <laughs> you can't get three people in in eight years. That's insane. So as we talked about on Saturday night, the other problem that we have now is we have all of these people. We have about 10,000 people that are in countries that we promised we would not leave them in those countries. And we are really working hard to get them to other countries. Um, but it's been tough for, oh, I don't know, a myriad of reasons. Um, and so we would sure appreciate your prayers. But about half of the funds that we have now are because the really expensive part starts now uh, flying them overseas or whatever. And then having to do the aftercare. We don't just dump people off into cities. We provide all the aftercare. We make sure that they are, you know, uh, getting food and shelter and we make sure that their their church unit can stay together and they have somebody to shepherd them and they can get jobs and learn how to speak the language. Um, you know, we, we do more than just get people out. And uh, so I just want to let you know there will be a full audit of everything. We do that every year anyway. Um, and it will make sure that you know exactly where everything was spent and how it was spent because you have raised an awful lot of money. And I want to be really, really clear so you know um, how we're using the money. Somebody said, you're spending all this money on the airplanes. Uh, hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and, you know, those are expensive. Yeah, they are. 737 charters are pretty expensive. But so you know, the guy who's, who's really running this operation, a lot of these people, if they can get the planes, you know, are paying about double what we are paying. We, we've, we negotiated down to $200,000 a flight, uh, which is I- at least half. Uh, and we can't thank Cam Air enough. That's the, the um, Afghani airline for working so hard and helping us. Now we have to go to Western-based carriers because Cam Airlines not allowed to fly outside uh, into Western countries for obvious reasons. Uh, so now we look to Western carriers, and gosh, I wonder if we're gonna get that same kind of help from Western carriers. I'm sure we are. We'll let you know when we hear from them. Back in just a second. is the Glenn Beck program. Today's news is unfortunately a cautionary tale. Um, Catholic University just concluded a study indicating that 75% of Venezuelans are living now in extreme poverty. That's 75%. 95% of the country lives in general poverty. 75% of extreme. We've never experienced anything like that. This is what happens when you hyperinflate a currency, when you take over the oil companies and you take over all of the businesses and the media and everything else. This is what is happening here in America right now. Venezuela was not just one of the wealthiest countries in Central America. It was the richest. And it started to fall into the wrong hands about 20 years ago. And lo and behold, here they are. Well, lo and behold, here we are. There's a lot of parallels. Please uh, protect your portfolio from the excessive printing of our U.S. dollar by acquiring gold or silver. Find out if it's right for you and do it right now. 
866-GOLDLINE, 866-GOLDLINE, or goldline.com. Head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn for 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. Next, Gruden and Wicklock, next. I don't care. I don't care if they look at all my emails or they're spying on me. I don't have anything to worry about. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. There's nothing that you've ever written in an email. There's nothing you've ever written or sent to somebody uh, that was something that you wouldn't want to see in the on the cover of the New York Times. Uh, John Gruden uh, would probably fall into that category uh, this weekend. He probably does care. Though maybe all of what you put on the Internet is never gone. Uh, John Gruden uh I'm I'm anxious to talk to Jason Whitlock. Uh, his show Fearless you can find on YouTube. If you haven't subscribed to uh, Jason's YouTube channel yet, you need to. Uh, he is also our Blaze TV host of Fearless. The Raiders head coach John Gruden has resigned over old emails, and Jason is joining us now to tell us all about it and give his opinion. Hello, Jason. Glenn. Great day to have me on. I know you're not the biggest sports fan, mm-hmm. but I've got an analogy that's going to work for you in a massive way All right. and give you a way to talk about this. All right. What you're seeing with John Gruden and, and what the NFL is doing to him is no different than what Joe Biden and the Department of Justice and the military are doing to all of their employees. John Gruden is being chopped down to size as a signal to everyone else in the NFL. This guy had a 10-year, $100 million contract. Uh, Other than Belichick, probably the most recognizable coaching face in professional football, maybe more recognizable because of the Chucky deal. He wasn't on board, and there's a lot of coaches and executives not on board with all of the gender and diversity and inclusion stuff the NFL is doing from female coaches, microwaving females through the referee process, the Black Lives Matter stuff. Take out John Gruden, make an example of him, same way Biden administration, make an example of Trump supporters and claiming that January 6th was this insurrection and the worst thing since Pearl Harbor the bullying of military people, if you don't get on board with uh, critical race theory and everything else, we're running you out of the military. We're, we're attacking you through, they're attacking parents through the Department of Justice if you don't get on board with critical race theory. This is all the same thing. Okay, so Not wait a minute. Group. So wait a minute. Uh, you know, I, I've read some of the comments, and some of the comments are, you know, what you would expect uh from you know people yeah. who are not who you know that are in you know sports or just guy well, kind of stuff locker yeah. Room talk. Right. yeah locker room talk some of the stuff is is pretty bad it's pretty bad there's no question but it's pervasive throughout sports and pervasive throughout football everybody in football male uh has emails text messages and or comments Similar, I, I, and I'm not so in that vein, in that light. You, 
I get Glenn, I grew up in that culture. I played football all the way up until age 22 when I was done with college football. A lot of friends in the NFL, a lot of friends in professional sports. Everybody's vulnerable to the attack that John Gruden just went through. If people get to go through your private emails and surf for inappropriate comments, there's a good chance there's something there. If it's not in your emails, maybe it's in your text messages, maybe it's in a comment you said to someone 10 years ago. Everybody's vulnerable to this. And so you take out Gruden, and then that's what they've done here. It's all a part of the, the NFL and professional sports have been taken over by the left. The NFL is the most powerful force in popular culture. It's the number one TV show on five different television networks. Its Super Bowl platform is the biggest platform in American culture. More than 100 million people watch the Super Bowl. Taking over sports, taking over the NFL, is crucial to the goals the, of the left and what they're trying to do. The NFL, correct me if I'm wrong, has been the least problematic. They've been the ones that, I mean, you know, the NBA is gone. Uh, the NFL doesn't seem to have, it It started out bad, but then it, it kind of pulled itself back, didn't it? No. No? <laughs> they, no, no? They, they're still doing the uh, Black Lives Matter sloganing and st- on the field, on the back of helmets. Uh, <laughs> NFL's the worst one. I think NBA. I think NBA is still the worst one, Jason. I don't know how you feel about that. NBA is probably the worst. Then maybe, then maybe the NFL, then Major League Baseball. I don't know. NBA is unwatchable. It's just a Democratic Party conference. Yeah, I guess that's why. That's what they want the NFL to be. Yeah. So and that's what they're doing. Here's here's what uh, it kills me is, uh, and I don't know this guy. Stu says he was with the Eagles. Maybe Uh, Emmanuel. Acho, mm-hmm. is that how you yeah. say his name? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Gruden's mails are further and final proof for the necessity of minority voices in positions of power. Uh, so another, wait, wait, wait. So in other words, it's just a white people problem. Is that what he's saying? Immorality, according to Emmanuel Acho, yeah, is just a white person problem, and that you know that want black skin cures immorality. Uh, what about all the LGBT, what about all the LGBT deal that cures immorality? <laughs> if you, everybody knows that if you're LGBT that cures immorality. Well, wait, wait. How about uh, all of the? How about all of the trans? How about that a fo- cures immorality? I mean, what about all the football players that have you know raped girls, harassed girls, killed people? You know, killed Glenn, dogs. Glenn, <laughs> I mean, come on, Glenn. You know that's white supremacy. That that that's. They, without white supremacy, that would have never happened. Oh, I mean, come on! That's oh, your okay. fault, Glenn. All right. Okay, all right. <laughs> I mean, I love your response to this on Twitter. Respectfully, who should it be? Bill Cosby, R. Kelly, Russell Simmons, Jay Z, O.J. Simpson, and I think you meant uh, uh, I, 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 maybe this was autocorrect, maybe not. Juicy Smollett. Uh, Me and Dave Chappelle call uh, whatever his name Juicy Smollett. That's so funny. Uh, and st- I don't. I can't even think of his real name now. <laughs> Jussie, I think. Jussie. 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 Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we all fall short. All human beings fall short. Power corrupts. So what yeah. should happen here? 
With John Gruden, we should have accepted his apology and kept it moving. No different. The, the NBA superstar Kevin Durant, a few months ago, uh, the actor Michael Rapaport exposed all the de- direct messages between those two, filled with misogyny, homophobic stuff, profane, all of that. And the NBA slapped Kevin Durant with a $50,000 fine, and everybody kept it moving. And Durant issued an apology, and everyone kept it moving. Private direct messages between these two that put Durant in an embarrassing light. No one acted like the world had ended. No one had acted like this says everything about Durant's character. He apologized. He was fine. We kept moving. That's what should have happened to John Gruden. Especially since he's playing for the Raiders, which is not necessarily the nicest uh, Sunday school team in Las Vegas. I mean, one of the things that he got in trouble for was he was sending uh, uh, pictures or girls or passing along uh, pictures of uh, women in bikinis topless, yeah. where they were topless. And I'm Never heard myself, uh, I am shocked by that. <laughs> shocked. Uh, uh, Glenn, just think about this. The, the NFL has excitedly announced that it's, Super Bowl halftime show, the biggest platform in American culture, will be will feature the rappers Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, and Eminem. Oh, anybody go listen to their music? It makes John Gruden's email seem like a Sunday school lesson. Go listen to their music. I mean, the stuff Eminem on Dre, on Dr. Dre's last album, I think, came out 2015 or 16. He had a lyric that said, "Even the women that I rape." have orgasms. He didn't use orgasm. He didn't say it. He said it more profanely than what I did. But again, (laughs) the stuff that these guys have rapped about, Dr. Dre uh, beat up a woman violently. I mean, I don't know if he can do it nonviolently, but beat up a woman in the 1990s. Snoop Dogg accused of murder. The lyrical pornography that these guys have attached to their name they're appropriate for the biggest platform that we have in American culture, the biggest platform that football has. But John Gruden must be removed from the NFL's platform because of private emails. And, and the Chappelle thing that just came out really highlighted this with Da Baby, who yeah, who actually killed a guy in a Walmart yeah. under very strange circumstances. And didn't get canceled, yet he said a couple bad things on stage about the LGBTQ2 plus community, and now he's, he's toast. 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 And, you know, some will argue, comedically will argue, like, uh, Gruden said these things about DeMarie Smith's lips and survived that, but you violate the LGBT, the alphabet mafia, and you must be beheaded. Do you think? Do you think um, uh, Chappelle weathers this storm? Uh, yeah, I do. Uh, I strangely do too. Well, I if you move to a point where you don't care, you can't be canceled, and that's where I think Chappelle has gone. He doesn't care. And so it, they can only count, cancel you if you care. And so I, I think he's there, and so I think he survives. Mm. I can't wait for your show today. 
Jason Wh- Jason uh, <laughs> Whitlock. You can uh, you can watch him on Fearless on Blaze TV. You can also uh, uh, subscribe to his uh, YouTube channel, Fearless with Jason Whitlock. Make sure that you uh, subscribe to his YouTube channel and rate and review. Stu, five stars is appropriate, right? That's I mean, the n- right number. Yes, they don't have seven. If they had seven, it would be seven. It'd but be it's seven, only five. But five is, uh, I guess you're going to have to live with it. Jason Whitlock, Blaze TV and Fearless. Thank you so much, Jason. Talk to you later. Uh, if you're in the middle of trying to buy or sell a home right now, hey, how's that going? The way the uh, housing market has gone absolutely crazy over the past year, I'm guessing you're a little bit frazzled. If you live in Texas, here's the thing. So many people are like, I'm going to sell my house. I could get so much money. And then they realize, but wait, I've got to go buy another <laughs> house. <laughs> Eh, it's not working. I mean, it's really hard to even rent a house in this area. If you are living in some place like California, hmm, right? I started a company years ago with my brother as a free service to you. And what we do is we pair you up with the absolute best agents in your area so that you can navigate the tricky waters of buying and selling homes. They're there with you every step of the way, making sure that you get the best deal when you go to buy. The best price when you go to sell. Check them out for yourselves today. Real Estate Agents I Trust. The name says it all. Realestateagentsitrust.com. That's realestateagentsitrust.com. The Glenn Beck Program. Mm-hmm. So Nancy Pelosi is giving a, uh, a, uh, a press conference, and it's, it's riveting right now. Can we take a little, just a, just a little bit of this Nancy Pelosi press conference here? There's yeah. a lot uh, in it. That's and enough. We'll have- and uh, and I think she said too much. There. Too you, much. You shouldn't have just I stuck know, with I'm that sorry. for so long. Um, Nancy Pelosi says the spending cuts that are in the three point five trillion dollar bill will not diminish the transformative nature of the Build Back Better plan. Hmm. Now let me let me just say uh, we're guessing we don't know what this is going to land at, but uh, Cinema and uh, uh, and uh, and Mansion say that it needs to be around one five. So if there's a compromise, it'll be two, two and a half, maybe, maybe two and a half. Yeah. Two and a half would be the midpoint. Right. So let's just say that it is two and a half. How can you cut one point, what? Three trillion dollars. One point two trillion dollars. Isn't it? It was three point seven two five. Okay. Okay. So one trillion dollars and not have that diminish the transformative nature Mm. and the answer is because it's not the money we've all been concentrating on the money it's the infrastructure that is in this plan it is the things that you know i said this last week if you remember uh johnny cash's song uh one piece at a time he was talking about he worked at GM and he worked on the line for the Cadillacs and he always wanted a Cadillac. And so he was working there at 50 in 1955 and he decided, I'm just going to get a Cadillac. I'm going to get it for free. I'm just going to take it out one piece at a time. And he started in 55 and ended in 73. And none of it, none of it fit together. Uh, but they didn't notice it because it was one piece at a time. That's exactly what this is. Yeah, and it's all accounting tricks too. I mean, they will lower when it comes the, to money. Yeah, they will lower the money to make it look like you're saving, and then keep all the programs in there. One of the ways they do this is all these numbers are designed to be for ten years, so they'll instead put the program in for three years. 
So a, a program that should cost $100 billion, it, they'll say it only costs $30 billion. And then they'll have it only in there for three years. Something like, you know, let's say universal pre-K. Well, the mom who sends their kid to pre-K for free at three years old and then expects to send them the next year for four at, for four, at four years old. Well, guess what's going to happen when they bring that in front of politicians who want to keep their jobs? They're just going to extend it. So that $100 billion or more will be spent. It's just not in the accounting of the bill. So that's how they're going to lower the bill to make this seem like a, a big savings. And so that Joe Manchin can go back to you in West Virginia again and get you to vote for him again, even though he does this every time we he can act like he's this big moderate bulwark in the senate but every time the same thing happens when they need his vote he's never there for you he will not save you and once again this is going to occur all this stuff's going to be put in place and we're going to be the ones paying for it and our kids are going to be paying for it and our grandkids and several generations after that Nah. Okay. Nah, that's okay. crazy. We'll just print the money. Okay. And good. we'll never have to pay for it. Isn't that great? Sounds great. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be really, it's going to be really, 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 really good. Congratulations to the Democrats. They've had to cut the spending and they're not happy. It's the Glenn Beck program. But don't worry.